0: Welcome back, dear listeners, to the final installment of Grey Matters. It has been a long journey from our original question, are we alone? We began this series because Jason and I love watching all the same programs on travel, discovery, and history channels. We've seen all the different YouTube and TikTok videos about strange phenomena in the sky. We both are intrigued by what or who is out there. Yet after decades of eyewitness reports to strange phenomena like Greg Feynman encountered with cattle mutilations of that had no solid earthly explanation, after speaking with Greg, who by all definition had a close encounter of the second kind, why is that not enough evidence that we are either being visited and or that we have never been alone out here? We decided to go straight to the source after we spoke with Greg and contacted Dr. Seth Shostak. And Dr. Shostak is the chief astronomer at SETI. Who better would know if UFOs and alien encounters are real? Is it all in our imagination? We were so privileged to ask one of the top scientists in the field of UFO research. SETI, after all, stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Their whole mission is to find that signal. Finally, I was able to ask point blank, do you believe we are alone? And the man himself, whose life work is dedicated to this question, said, no, he doesn't believe we are alone out here. Then we were able to ask two of his colleagues in this field, Peter Davenport of the National UFO Reporting Center, another amazing individual who has at times self-funded the work at New Fork and has collected decades of close encounters of the first kind. Last but not least, Professor Avi Loeb. This man, director of the Galileo Project, who is also the head of so many other projects dedicated to finding the answers we all seek, who is setting up an excavation team in order to retrieve debris that may give us physical evidence of material not man-made, not totally organic, but made by the intelligence of another species. He is looking in all directions and defining a whole new level of archeology span astroarchaeology We are literally watching history unfold. And the time I spent speaking with these men changed how I look at life on this planet. Let me back up. There's an actual classification system that the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind is based on, created in 1977 by J. Allen Hynek, a professor out of Ohio State. He's actually the grandfather of the Close Encounter classification. The first degree includes the visual sighting of a UFO. You could be standing in a field or sitting in your car when you see those lights off in the sky. That are unexplainable. The second kind is finding a piece of wreckage, having some sort of physical evidence of a UFO beyond just seeing the object off in the distance. Burn marks, crop circles, or cow mutilations. Those are all classifications of the second degree close encounter. Last but not least is the close encounter of the third kind, actual contact, the encounter that we have yet to have solid proof of. And what I know is this Greg, you have found your proof of a close encounter of the second kind. There's no explanation of how those cattle lost flesh, blood, and bodily parts, with no evidence of blood or tracks by animal or human. In my mind, the kind of evidence Greg is still searching for he has already found. Dr. Shostak will find that holy grail of a signal that is not the signal of a binary star or leftover debris, something of ours that is dying off, but a signal that is deliberate, undeniable, that perhaps has use of primary numbers, That was sent light years ago. He's looking for the audio proof, proof of intelligent communication. And I believe Peter Davenport is the keeper of our First Encounter archives. Peter is recording our legacy of when contact began and how it has continued over the years. His work is the definition of our evidence from ourselves. And Professor Avi Loeb will show the world the hard evidence left behind from our cosmic neighbors. There's a reason that there are varying degrees of contact, but I now believe there are layers to evidence as well. What exactly makes good evidence? I think all men answered the question aptly. All these layers combined are what makes good evidence. This is not something that is one-dimensional. Neither is the evidence that is telling us, driving us as a species to search for the truth. Why should we need science to be the end-all be-all? Someone said at a conference that science can be trusted, but why? Why should we trust what scientists have to say? The answer came back. Because if you take away the evidence of any given truth that we have, like how a plant grows, wipe out all the research about it. The answers still remain the same through the observation is how the life of plants came to be understood. Well, those same observations, regardless of who is doing it, would occur, would still occur. What I think all of this comes down to is summed up very well in a quote from the 2018 movie UFO. There are three questions of man. Is there a God? What happens when we die? And are we alone in the universe? If anyone answered any one of these questions, it would change everything. After speaking to the most brilliant minds on our planet today, I would bet money that the last question will be the first question to finally be answered in our lifetime. And that wraps it up for me on Gray Matters. Thank you for listening.
1: Greetings, and thanks everyone who's been listening to our Gray Matters series from Deep Spinach. This has been such a rewarding experience having the opportunity to speak with Greg Feynman, Seth Shostak, Peter Davenport, and Avi Loeb, all trying in their own way to answer the same basic question How do we prove the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence? It's a question that's been with us for some time now, and each of our guests has their own unique approach. UFOs and extraterrestrials are deeply ingrained in our culture, and yet the ability to actually prove their existence is something that continues to elude us. What is considered good evidence? This is the question Ariel and I started out with and attempted to answer. Greg Feynman's investigation of UBDs, or unusual bovine deaths, led him to the conclusion that nothing on this earth could have done this. The evidence was the cows themselves. For Shostak, the evidence will come in the form of a signal a sign of intelligent communication across galaxies. Peter Davenport, who handles hundreds and hundreds of reports at the National UFO Reporting Center, Newfork, considers multiple reports of the same phenomenon to be good evidence, as well as eyewitness reports from airline pilots and radar. For Avi Loeb, the most convincing evidence would be a physical object that is clearly not natural or made by humans. Individually, though, we may be more willing to accept a video or a photo as convincing evidence or maybe a story from a trusted friend, or even something you experienced yourself. For me, one central question that remains is how the findings of each of these lines of inquiry gets communicated to the broader public, and how public opinion is formed around questions of intelligent life visiting Earth. Peter Davenport mentioned Newfork working together with the Federal Aviation Administration to gather data, and at least one case having to rely on a Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA request, to release information. Who makes the decision about whether or not to classify these reports? Then there's the question of the military. What kinds of information have they been able to collect with their technology? In the absence of answers to these questions, there are plenty of conspiracy theories to fill the gaps. A popular mythology has emerged. Books, movies, t-shirts. And whether science will one day satisfy our need for these answers remains to be seen. Until then, I hope this series has done its part to advance the debate. I want to thank our listeners and especially each of our guests who are willing to share their time and knowledge with us to make this series possible. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed our Gray Matters series on Deep Spinach. You can find Deep Spinach and other programs from Javi Media on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pandora. Please send your comments to spinachdeep at gmail.com or use the hashtag Deep Spinach in your social media posts. Deep Spinach is a production of Javi Media on the web at JaviMedia.net. Our email address is info at JaviMedia.net. Javi Media.